What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Hoops. Ray Phil Davis, Lewis Jackson. We joined with a special guest today, Westfield's finest. I don't know if you're from Hamilton County, but my parents live in Hamilton County, so I'm gonna claim the area a little bit. Hamilton County's own. <laughs> but Braden Smith, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's uh what's going on with you today? No class? Yeah, no, no class. Got some practice later on and just relaxing so far. First thing I noticed when we first jumped on is uh the jersey behind you. And for people who are just listening, tell them who you got on the wall and why. Yeah, I got a Glenn Robinson jersey, um, a little throwback. Um, my dad used to have it. Um, they were huge Purdue fans growing up. So just passed it down to me, and it was just crazy coincidence that it happened. And now I'm here, and it's hanging up in my room. All right, so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna go back, but I wanna stay right there real quick. Your family's a Purdue family. Your dad had a big dog jersey, so I kind of can kind of see what that looks like in my head. What did yeah. it, what did it mean for your family when you got a call and Purdue started recruiting you? Uh, it was just huge. I mean, just in general with anybody, they were just very uh, happy and thankful that I got the opportunity in the first place. So just coming from Purdue and how good uh, uh, Coach Payne is and then the uh, facilities, everything going on here, coaching staff and everybody, um, they were super excited and it was awesome and a blessing. All right, but no, but going back to the start, I know because now everybody sees who you are now. You got three games under your belt. You guys played three, right? Three or four? Yeah, three. You got three under your belt. You've seen what it's like in college basketball. Well, let's go to the beginning. Who put the ball in your hand, and when did you first start playing ball? Uh, I think my mom did um, first. They're, they're both played in college in Arkansas, so uh, my mom has also missed basketball in Arkansas, so I think it's just kind of got it from her. Um, that's really it so far, but, yeah, I think mostly just from her. So, real quick, what what's those arguments like in the house? When, when the basketball, who's the – What's, what's that like? Because you miss Mr. Basketball. She's Miss Basketball. Dad, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely some arguments here and there. Um, he uh, he gets a little jealous, a little mad when we talk about it, but there's always a lot of arguments. I got a little brother that's 11, too, so he thinks he's up there as well. So, I mean, you know well, how that is. Yeah, because if she, she missed basketball, I don't care if you hoop, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> she win that argument. Yeah. That's tight. Are you are you are your parents from Indiana or are they from Arkansas or how did they? So me and my mom are from Arkansas and then my brother and my dad are from here. Got you, got you. Oh, nah. So when did you realize that? Like you said, okay. So you grew up in just a basketball house. Like it was a, it's a certain standard too when you have parents that hoop. When, yep. when did you realize that basketball was for you? Did you play any other sports? Did you like anything more than hoop at first? Uh, yeah, no, I played uh, football and baseball growing up. I played those till sixth grade, and then I quit both those, and I just played basketball. So I, I guess really, like, college basketball is kind of, like, in my mind. Um, but, like, it didn't really hit. Like, I could actually, like, make it and be there to, like, my junior year. So, like, I guess just seeing that and, like, listening to people, um, my parents just like, hey, keep going, keep doing your thing, keep working hard, good things are going to happen, and that happens. So we're here, and that's really how it went so far. How how tough? But how tough is that? Especially like you not you not 
our age, you're not. You're in a generation where everything is right now in your face, social media, yep. the rankings, all of that type of stuff. How tough was that to grind it out? Uh, it was it was actually really hard. Um, it started in when COVID first happened. Uh, I went to my strength coach's house and like he had his own weight room and his thing. And like I gained twenty five pounds in like three months, four months maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was like just straight muscles. So, like it was it was a huge like difference. And then once I saw that happen, it kind of like a switch kind of flipped. And I was like, all right, well this is possible. Like I've worked hard. I'm not gonna stop now. Like we I might as well just keep going. But going on with that social media stuff too like i mean those rankings i mean you've you've heard painter say it all the time like they don't mean much right. you know i mean like i mean i'm not very high ranked and that does that's not going to stop me or put a i don't know a block on me or anything I just, i'm just gonna keep playing keep doing my thing and, and that in the end so that's really what think about all that stuff want to uh ask you a question just speaking on your mental toughness because i didn't think about that like you were in a transition in high school during covid mm-hmm. about scholarship offers what was your mentality to make you say during covid hey i'm gonna get with my weightlifting coach and put 25 pounds on and keep working and just staying prepared and not just letting covid keep you back um i think definitely just listening to him um he played in the nfl he played at Tennessee football. So like, he's, he knows what he's doing. So like, he's been there, you know? So just listening to him, he's like, well, like I've trained Mike Conley. I've trained all those guys, Jeff Teague and all them coming through before me. And he's like, Brayden, you have what it takes if you're willing to work hard and put it, put in the work. So just listening to that and kind of like putting in that work and then seeing the results like that happen and listen to him, like, and actually working, um, it kind of just made that so much easier for me to kind of believe. So no, wow, that's okay. important. That's um, damn, that's important. That's a important point. When you think about value, and you think about parents in this landscape, parents that weren't missed basketball, didn't play Arkansas, whatever. What you just said, and kind of what I heard you say, is that the rankings and all that stuff, it's cool, whatever. But it's more about who you have around you. Like you had parents that knew what they was talking about. You had a strength coach that knew what they were talking about. Had a, I mean, you had a circle. And I think that's what's missing in youth sports now. Like, yep. kids today, they don't have that circle or their parents. I'm not going to say all parents, but a lot of parents don't believe in that circle. They would rather trust or believe in the Nike, EYBL, AAU coach that's never played basketball, that's just doing it for fun. Exactly. Other yep. than to Lewis Jackson, who may coach a smaller AAU team, but he yep. can get Matt Painter on the cell phone. You know what I mean? So exactly. seeing what it takes, play with NBA players. So no, that's um that's important and that makes a lot of sense. So with it, so would you did you um when you were coming up too, did you spend a lot of time in the gym with your parents? Did you um who helped you hone the skill of the game? I think uh, my dad was just kind of more there. Um, we we only work out for like 30, 45 minutes. We usually go in the morning. So my senior year, I didn't uh, go in, in class. So I had it online and I only had one class. So like my senior year was a joke, um, really. So I, I was just chilling. So I just go work out in the morning. He works at the pack. So the oh. giant Grand Park basketball complex. So like he runs that whole um, AU program throughout there. So that's who I played for. Um, and so, like, we could get in there whenever we wanted. So, like, we just went in there and shot. We did, just did the simple stuff. It's just, like, just spot shooting, just off the dribble stuff, some ball handling. So, that's that was really it. Nothing really too 
crazy or, I don't know, over the top, you know. So, just no. really my dad, though. You're not going to remember this probably, but you may, you may remember the picture. But I watched you work out one time. You were young. I don't know how old you were. But it was, uh, you remember you took a picture of Yogi Ferrell at the, at the gym? Yeah. Yeah, you came up like from home or something, just came right up to uh-huh. the It was yep. that week or something, you were in the gym and we checked you out. That's where we really? used to train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to train Yogi at that gym. And that was when they like first kind of like opened or whatever, whatever. And yeah. we used to go in there. Yep, that's cool. Yeah. That, uh, that was that's all, cool. yeah. But tell me, tell me, you, uh, Mr. Basketball, you had some success. You guys won a section of title, especially yep. when you're in a um, smaller town, when you win mm-hmm. like a sectional and you haven't in a long time. Because you guys, yeah. like, I was reading the other day before the game, like 100 years without winning one. What 104. Is, yeah. What did, what did all that mean to the school, to the town, to you, to everybody? Uh, it definitely meant a lot. I mean, you could see it in people. Like there was 80-year-old people there like crying after the game. Like, that's how much it meant. Like, I didn't understand. I still kind of don't, um, like, the importance of it. But, like, just going back and looking at that, I mean, our coaches who played here when their seasons, they're 2-20. and 20, Or where they're just above 500, you know? I mean, and then we come in, and then we're always that high-level team. So, like, just being able to see that on people's faces and being able to accomplish something like that was huge. Well, that's what's up. But now I know uh... – Everybody's going to be wondering, and they're going to want to get into the Purdue stuff. Mm-hmm. So when it came to recruiting, I know you said it started a little late for you. Yep. Was it just Purdue that came in? Was you had any other schools you're looking at? And then just why Purdue? Uh, yeah, so my final two, I just had Belmont and Purdue. So Belmont was a really good program, obviously. I mean, they're kind of on the rise. Um, they were doing really well. Their coaching staff is great. So just being able to see them. And then Purdue came in. They offered me on Zoom, and then I it was like a two day thing. Like I, I accepted it real quick just because yeah. I was talking to uh, Austin Parkinson and then Bruce Parkinson. Yeah. So where my dad actually played with Austin, um, so I was just called them and I talked to them. I said, "What's their input?" and see what they thought. They're like, "Man, you got to do it. Like, you're good enough to play here. Blah blah blah. You can do it as long as you have the confidence to do so. You can do it." So I was like, "I mean." It, there's nothing else you need to hear. And then also on the Zoom, that stuff with me, Coach Paint was just like, Braden, you're good enough to play here. Um, and, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. As long as you're talented enough and you know what's going on, you're going to play. So, like, just hearing that kind of, like, gave me a confidence booster was another reason why. Oh, that's dope. No, nah, that's dope. I can see that. So, in your mind, because I know people around you can boost you up, can feel, make you feel good. Yep. What did you feel like? Did you feel like that you could go and play at Purdue? Did you feel like that you could go in and be a starter right away? What did you feel? I thought definitely be able to go play at that level. I didn't think uh had a huge impact early. Um, that's, That was obviously my goal. That's everybody's goal, come in and start. But, like, that wasn't really, like, what my eyes were on. It was more just getting there and then putting in the work and seeing where it goes. And then now that I'm here and, like, just being able to, put in that work and then everybody else put in that work and see how good we can be together and collectively. Um, it, I guess, made me see it more open and was like, hey, it's a possibility. Like, you can actually do this. Oh, that's dope. Nah, nah man, it's, uh, you got a crazy story, especially leading up to Mr. Basketball winning that. I know that's a prestigious award and all of that. Yeah. But I got to know, I actually just, I kind of, I don't know if you remember this too, in the summer, I kind of walked up to you and I was like, yo, 
would it feel like everybody's saying that y'all need a point guard and you standing right here? Something like yeah. that. Magnitude. Yeah. Who was that like? Like you you get to a school, you can just get Mr. Basketball. And yeah. then you get to a school and then everybody's saying, oh, they still need a point guard. Did you hear that? Did you know did you know that was going around? What and two, you were a little hurt at the time. So it's not like, oh, I'm gonna just go in the gym and work this out because you were sitting there yeah. for a little bit. What was yep. that like? Uh, definitely sucked. Um, I mean, I've heard it all my life. I mean, coming in as a freshman in high school, oh, you're not going to be good enough to play. I mean, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going to get that. But um, just just people, I mean, they're going to say whatever's on their mind. Um, it's not really going to bother me. I mean, it's not going to hit too deep. But just uh, just them waiting to see how it's going to go and plays out um, was just huge. I mean, you got to give me a chance. They gave me my chance. And then I guess they'll uh, decide what they have to say now. So. So speaking of after you got healthy, obviously the summer was for a freshman, even that the transition of coming in, being hurt, not able to just jump in right away. Yeah. Speak on the biggest difference from like that first real college practice mm-hmm. compared to high school practice. How how was that transition for you? Oh, it's crazy. It was, it was terrible, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the, speed, the, the speed was different. Everybody's so much bigger, more athletic, and everybody's just as good as you or better. It's like that's that was huge. And then like it's so like in high school, like I broke my foot my junior and senior year. So yeah. going into my senior year and then going into this year, um, but I I was able like the speed was slower. So like I was able to get back like per- perfectly fine, normal, better, blah blah blah. But here like it took a minute. It was like well everybody's up to your speed now. So like it's different. It's like you got to have that mindset and still have the confidence, even when things aren't going to go right, that you got to keep playing and keep doing your thing because eventually it could. No doubt. No doubt. And then when after, like, what was that moment that it clicked? Like, because you get you get over the injury, rehab, whatever, get through the summer, now you guys yep. are working out, fall practicing. What was the moment that it clicked and you was like, yo, I could, I can do this. I can play here. This is my, I, I belong. When was your yeah, time? I Definitely, uh, there was a time in practice. I was just, just coach paint. Um, when I get yelled at, still now, it's more just like Braden shoot the ball, mm. like just hearing that, like Braden, you gotta come over and look look for your shot first. Like, not a lot of kids uh, hear that, and just being able to hear that, like I, I've said several times, it's just a confidence booster. Like when you're getting yelled at for not shooting the ball, also turning the ball over, but uh, just not shooting the ball. I mean, it's just it's just a huge confidence booster. No, straight up. And what what some of the goals that you set for yourself, set for the team as the freshman point guard? You hear you getting a starting role. What did that feel like? And kind of what are some goals that you set for yourself? Yeah, it was definitely super exciting. Um, I mean, not a lot of kids can say they got this opportunity. Um, so just being able to have this opportunity is amazing and I'm thankful for it. And I'm glad the hard work finally has paid off. But I mean, like I said, like Coach Payne has also said, like, it's not your secured spot. Like, anything can happen. Like, okay. if you saw last year with, with the other two guards, like, it's not secured. Everything's possible. If you just keep working, things can change. So, I'm just going to keep working hard and keep going from there. But um, that was that. And then some goals, um, really just try to figure it out. I mean, I didn't really have any going in. Obviously, win a Big Ten championship and go, go far in uh, March Madness. That's everybody's goal. But um, personally, as just – just be better um, in, in every way possible, help the team out any way possible. Um, I did want to lead the team and uh, assist. Um, so that was really all my goals. Got you. And then, okay, so look, 
like you said, we're going forward. Now we kind of got all the hoopla out of there, whatever. You guys 3-0. You just had a good win against Marquette. And now mm-hmm. you're you about to hit the meat of the non-conference a little bit. What's yep. some things that you, you've seen early or some things that you guys need to kind of turn around, correct, or even just keep doing to kind of bring more success and keep it going? Yeah, I think defensively we're, we're doing all right. Um, towards the second half, it was a lot better than the first half. Um, but once we all kind of click um, defensively, I think that would be huge. Um, offensively, I think just trying to figure out how to get it into Zach. That's my big thing. Um, I've never played with the big guys, so <laughs> Westfield, I had six two guys. So what's I'm that like? What's that? Like? My bad, I won't cut you, but what's that there like? You go. you go from you go from probably you probably go from getting a couple post feeds a game, maybe at Westfield. You maybe get yeah. it. You a tough guard, and you maybe not even throwing it into the post sometimes. But what's that like? You go from playing with six two bigs to go with a seven four big. What's that? Uh, like? what's the what's what is that yeah hardest thing ever yeah hardest. i mean i mean it shouldn't be hard because you can just throw it wherever and he'll go get it but just right. me learning just trying to get it in there is just tough just because i haven't done it and painter was talking to me about that he's like man we gotta get you to do that i'm like yeah we gotta work on that so just gonna try to figure out a way to get it in there that's really it i never thought about that that's crazy yeah yeah but no, I like I like you how you guys have been playing, especially offensively. Especially when you think about the game you guys had against Austin P. It was a rock fight. Yeah. Like you guys could make a shot, but you yeah. you guys are one of the teams in the Big Ten that when you guys don't make a shot, you can still throw it inside or go get it off the glass or yeah. steal and stay in the game that way. Not a lot of teams like you look at a, and this is just my opinion. You look at it like a. <laughs> Illinois or Michigan, like last night, Michigan, Arizona State. If Michigan's not making shots, and then they send in that post trap, that triple trap at Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys yeah. have uh, a balance offensively to where you can still squeeze out points and you can get stops. I think this year's team is a little better defensive. I think you guys are more committed to defend yeah. defensively. And that uh, that starts with you being the head of the snake, being at the point guard position and whatnot. But uh, mm-hmm. just a couple a couple questions before I get you out of here, man. What's, no, you're one, good. what's one of the arenas that you're looking forward to going to in the Big Ten that you're looking forward that like cause you said you're a Purdue fan, you yep. watched some games, you've seen every you've seen the Big Ten. Where have you been wanting to go? I mean, I think Bloomington's an easy one. Um, I mean, just the environment, uh, the games are already crazy, the rivalry rivalry is crazy. Um, so I mean I think that's just the hugest or biggest one. Um also, just Michigan State. Um, my, I have family in Michigan, so they're huge Michigan State fans as well. Obviously, Purdue now, but Michigan State then. Um, so, just being able to be, uh, play there would be huge as well. Oh, all right. And then we always get a couple questions from Twitter to kind of yep. see what everybody's thinking, see what that's on their mind. I got a good one for you from my guy, Joe J. Sully260. You know, I had to go 260. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's been what's been the most important thing that you learned from some of the veterans so far? I think just keeping my poise, um, like like the Marquette game, the start of it, I had two turnovers and a foul. Um, I think just continue to do my thing and continue to kind of be confident because we need the ball and the point guard's hands and being able to distribute. It's what Painter stands, what Bloom was telling me on the bench, it's what PJ was telling me, like, hey, Brandon, you got to go get the ball. You made mistakes, but it's going to happen. So just hearing that from, like, Morty, I listen, um, talk to Morty a lot because we're kind of similar players. Um, 
four pass first and then look for our shot second. So just listen to him. He's like, Brayden, you got to get the ball. You got to be confident with it because if you're not, we're going to struggle. So hearing that from them is just super helpful. Mm. No, that's tough, man. You just from your sophomore year to where now you are, um, from your junior year to where you say COVID, you got a weight room, yeah. you gave that weight to you playing Marquette on Purdue's floor, mm-hmm. being told to shoot more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But my guy, yeah. Russ, my guy, Russ goes, my guy, Russ, I got another for you. There you go. I want to ask specifically about the Marquette game. And it, it may be different feelings for each game. I know the first time you run through the tunnel, even in exhibition, you get that feeling. But Marquette yeah. was Marquette was the big boys. That that was high major basketball in Mackey. That was a yep. very high level game. And he asked mm-hmm. how to actually be on the on a court in Mackey field, especially when you make those when you hear those when you make those defensive plays and you hear that yeah. roar from the crowd. What did that final mm-hmm. feel like? Uh, it was definitely like really, really excited. Um, people like have always said, "Oh, Mackie's crazy, Mackie's crazy," blah blah blah. And then like you go out there, and it's like totally different than what people are saying. It's like two steps above what people are saying. So like just being able to be a part of that, and obviously like the, running out the tunnel, like you go in at like thirteen minutes, and you come out at like five. Like the difference from thirteen to five minutes, how many people in there is insane. Man. I'm like, dude, that is like actually crazy. So. Definitely huge and huge difference, but it's it's an awesome environment for sure. So the last one I got, man. This is this is a good one. This is um, and I got I'm curious about this one too. My guy, spoiler maker Jones. Yeah. What what's it feel like? How did how do you feel? And do you embrace that? I feel like you're gonna enter the role of every other's team's villain. That Aaron Craft, that Chris Cranker, yep. that that role where you're going to get booed some. Yeah. And you didn't even do nothing. <laughs> yeah. You just play hard. Uh-huh. What's that? What's that? Um, how does that feel? And do you embrace that type of role? Yeah, I like that, actually. Um, I kind of started my junior and senior year kind of playing with that spark. Um, kind of turned my, my high school year or seasons. It was just more like that, that ranking stuff. It kind of lit a fire. Like some guys were ranked higher than me and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go out and show you. Mm. and then I, once I did that they're like oh well, maybe is this good maybe is this maybe this that and I'm like well like yeah like I'm like I'm telling y'all like but like no I like that though just being able to have that um I'm always gonna play hard You're, I'm always gonna dive on the floor I'm always gonna give you my best so just being able to hear that from other people to get that comparison in the first place is awesome and I'm looking forward for that challenge no nah, that's dope that's dope nah, uh, you good Lou yeah, I mean, well, because you summed it up, I guess the one question I did want to ask, because you stayed poised in the Marquette game, yep. but to be a man and to have success that early and dominating the second half, like when you left out and you went home, what was your mind state? Um, I, to be honest, I don't even really remember what it was. It was just kind of excitement. Um, it was just like, hey, like, it sucked at the beginning, first half it was terrible, but then like just being able to have that kind of like was a sign of relief. Just like, Brayden, like, this is possible. You can play well at this high of a level. You just got to, like, keep your confidence going. You got to keep believing in yourself. And just like I said earlier, like, the coaching staff and the players telling me that as well, like, the entire game. Like, Brayden, we need you in this. We need you to do this. We we need you or else we're going to lose. So just hearing that from them was really helpful and super, like, I don't know what's the word. This is just a huge confidence booster. Right, I feel that. No, that's dope. Now you guys gotta uh, 
you probably had a couple of days off here. You got a big one next week. You got yep. West Virginia, and you're going into some heavy ones. So mm -hmm. you got to get the shooter when you open. Don't turn the ball over. Be where you're supposed to be on defense. Get all the guys in order. I think you guys got to have a special season. I think this could be um, – people expected this year to be a uh, rebuild. I don't yep. – I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that. I don't expect it to be that. I got high mm -hmm. expectations. I think you guys play hard. You guys play together. You guys got a cohesiveness about yourself. About yourself. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Anytime, anytime we could be of service to you, hit us up. And then for everybody out there, if you're listening, we're having our Black Friday basketball camp, um, November 25th. Um, well, yeah, November 25th, day after Thanksgiving, uh, Crew Life. And it's going to be an OPS, a field house. We're giving away 50 scholarships to kids who cannot afford it. And then we're having our free annual Christmas break basketball camp at my alma mater, Wiser Park Elementary School on the south side of Fort Wayne, December 26th to December 28th. If you would like to support or sponsor a child or sponsor a camp, please email us at crewlifefoundation at gmail.com. Um, next week, we'll have another one for you guys. But until then, boiler up, hammer down, talking hoops with Rayfield Davis and Lewis Jackson.